0: Welcome to the Truth CS:GO podcast, episode seventy-seven. This episode features a discussion of the StarLadder Berlin Major main qualifier, including preview and predictions, and a bit of chat about roster changes on Fnatic, Heroic, Luminosity, Greyhound, Ancient, and Big. Hey guys, this is Lectrick. I hey guess I'm Guardian. This is Dabs. This is Nico. This is Nifty. This is Chris J. This is Ferr. Godzilla. Blasha. But this is Kerrigan are you listening to truth. The truth. The, truth, the truth, the Truth, the Truth, the truth, the Truth CSGO podcast. The truth CSGO podcast. The truth CSGO podcast. Are we rushing in or are we going sneaky peaky like? So I reckon we should maybe just get into this major first up because this episode's coming out a day and a half before it starts and then we'll go over some of the roster changes. Uh, so Berlin Major main qualifier starts tomorrow. It's actually Thursday right now. It starts on Friday. It's going to go on until Tuesday. And the first round matchups have been released. We have Vitality versus Simmon, NRG versus Dream Eaters, G2 versus Tyloo, North versus INTZ, Furia versus Hellraisers, Mouse versus Forza, Avangar versus Complexity and Crazy versus Greyhound. So probably the best way to uh, approach this would be a little bit of a description of my pickems. I am uh, competing this year in the Pickems Challenge. And actually, I believe I bought the expensive coin, the viewer's pass or something like that. I, I, I don't understand <laughs> these major things every time they happen. I just buy them. I'm not exactly sure what it means that I get. But I think I get three tokens, which allows me three drops during the major. Uh, anyway, I'm going to be giving those away. So if you are, um, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to be giving them away, but probably stay tuned to my Twitter or Discord, because when I win those drops, I'll be passing them on to you guys, the listeners. Now, my pickems uh, are as such. For three nil, I picked crazy. I think uh, those guys have the hunger to get some real good upsets in this Uh, stage. Their first matchup is Greyhound and I think they're a far better team than Greyhound and I have a feeling that they're just going to carry that momentum on for the next couple of matches after that Uh, now before I mention what my 0-3 is I probably should put a little caveat here if you have uh, played um, the Fantasy League with me on HLTV in the past you will know that I really uh, eschew any sort of um, how shall we say uh prescience with my pick'ems and instead I go for the gimmick plays or the gimmick guesses and so you might be you won't be surprised to know that my 0-3 is actually NRG. Now there's a lot of other candidates that I think could definitely go 0-3 Greyhound come to mind. Um, I think their play, their standard of play in the minor was considerably lower than some of the other teams here, although perhaps not Dream eaters. Uh But I don't know. I have a feeling that NRG might bomb. We all know I've got some confidence issues in old Stanislaw, and that team hasn't seemingly kind of had the same confidence boost, or the uh, results boost, I should say, when he came in. That, I think, might dent their confidence. It's been a little while, I feel like, since we've seen them really do anything very good. And it could be that they fold against some of these ways, uh, cra- crazier, wilder teams here at the Major. Uh, their first matchup is against DreamEaters. And look, I think they're a far more skilled team than DreamEaters. But crazier things have happened in the first round of the Major. And DreamEaters have nothing to lose. They are the underdogs of, I think, probably the entire uh, main qualifier. And crazier things have happened. Now, the people I went, I uh, said to go through, or the teams I said to, that I think will go through are Mouse, Vitality, G2, Complexity, Furia, Forza, and Avangar. So, no real surprises there. I don't think Hellraisers will make it. They haven't really been showing any, any good things recently. And Oscar's just like far, by far and away the best player on that team. Him being as up and down as we've known him to be I don't know whether that team's got really the firepower to get them through Greyhound as I mentioned before are a bit of a tier below at this point in time Lu weren't looking very good at the uh, Oceanic Miners either in fact Greyhound only just managed to beat them um, and did beat them in best of in the best of three the final best of three so I think they're even worse than Greyhound at this point in time Simmon uh, I wasn't too impressed with at the EU Miner uh north i think kind of have a similar vibe to me as nrg these guys could obviously just kick into that final gear and go full out and completely impress everybody and finally get that potential that we know that they've got um so it's a 50 50 on this one i think um <clears throat> i'm just going to err on the side of uh, the upsetting results dream meters as i said uh don't really have a chance as far as I'm concerned. And INTZ... the only Look, the only reason I'm putting INTZ as not making it really comes down to the fact that uh, KNG is going to be playing for MIBR after the major. I don't... I don't know. I don't know whether these guys are more disciplined than I imagine. But I can imagine that this made their practice somewhat less disciplined than... disciplined than might have otherwise been. And uh, that's the... That's basically it for the major predictions. The only other news I guess I can really um, relate about the major is that we will not be getting Thoron on the desk which is a shame. we will only be getting Anders and Moses. So of the three uh, talent who were seemingly left out they have now been those two have now been confirmed as casters. Let's move on to some of the roster news. Uh, but before I do, I should just mention, and I should have mentioned it up front, but here it is now. The podcast is actually now on Spotify. So if you've been waiting for this to hit the Spotify's, you can search for the on Spotify, thetruthcsgopodcast.com or the TruthCSGO Podcast, I guess, on Spotify. And what you should note too is that sometimes if you're searching for the podcast, you need to put the colon between the CS and the GO. Sometimes it doesn't show up in unless you do that. I think on Spotify, it may work if you forget it, but anyway, give it a go. We're also on Patreon uh, as of last episode, and we are currently at uh, the um, grand total of one patron, patron, Patreon, patron, I think, patron. So thank you very much for that one patron. And uh, <laughs> I should just note, <clears throat> all we need really to pay for the server costs of this podcast is uh, $12 a month. So if 11 more of you give another dollar a month, we will be covered for the rest of the year. That's the end of the spruiking. <clears throat> Let's move on to these roster news. Uh, Fnatic have decided to bench Exist and Twist. Exist, obviously, the IGL and Twist, the Orpa. They said in a statement, we will now be working doubly hard to realign and regain our rightful sport at the pinnacle of professional gameplay. We will move into a new phase and we'll look at all aspects of our Counter-Strike team. Now, these guys... Did not make the Starlight of Berlin Major. This is the first time this org has not been involved in a major since the inception of the CS Majors. (coughs) Pardon me, the CSGO Majors. Uh, Now, HLTV did say that Fnatic are willing to explore all avenues at this stage, including moving to an international roster. So that might be very interesting, and there's a lot of (coughs) free agents out there I would have said that maybe Sonny might have been an option, but as it happens, he's going to be going to Ents apparently, and replacing Alexi B, as reported by DK, which seems like a very bizarre move, considering Alexi B is the IGL of that team. <clears throat> but apparently, it might seem that Alu's been doing some of the IGLing. And possibly Alexi B, I don't know where I read this, but it could be that he's been too intense for the team. It has been confirmed that it wasn't uh, his decision. Uh, he doesn't want to leave the team. But he's been forced out so who knows what's going to happen with that because ilu is actually the highest rated player on that team so whether or not that's going to affect his performance remains to be seen uh i have gone off topic here we're still in Fnatic. it's a bit of a shame i think for twist as he really stepped up at the minor in fact he was kind of the player who took up the slack uh when jw kind of didn't perform as we expected at the minor Uh, I don't think Exist really was pulling his weight on that team, and that was pretty evident from the outside. He seems to have released somewhat of a sobering uh, statement following his benching. If these guys go international, uh, I don't know whether you'll see the same sort of fanatic that we've seen in the past. These guys have been speaking in Swedish. Their English is very good on all three of the remaining players, JW, Crimson, Broland, but still, it's a, there's a certain type of magic that disappears when you start communicating in your second language. Uh, of course, there have been calls for Flusher to return and Olaf as well, post-major. I don't know about these reunion teams. They don't seem to work for me. Uh, MIBR bringing back Phelps comes to mind first off, and that was just disastrous. If it didn't work in the first place or it worked for a bit and then stopped working, I don't see why it would suddenly start working again. But who knows? Maybe people have matured on that team. I think it might be better to... Or to be, as, to be honest, as a as a casual uh, pro scene observer, I would prefer to see JW and Crims specifically playing with some other really experienced high-ranking players in a sort of uh, phase 2.0. Now, uh, moving slightly across... Uh, another part of Europe. In heroic, NATO Saffix has been benched. Uh, NATO Saffix is his name, but his real name is Niels Christian Sillason. He's 23 years old. He's actually a little bit older than I thought. Uh, he was brought in as the Orper only about three months ago, and it was kind of widely reported that he was actually taken off the Orp shortly after coming in, and I think it was Stavin who came onto the Orp. Uh, so the strange thing is, BlameF, the IGL, came out and said something along the lines of, I don't have it in front of me, but something along the lines of, the, uh, the roles didn't pan out. Uh, now, from memory, NATO Sapphix was moved off the AWP because he just wasn't posting the kind of numbers they were hoping from an orper I think he has never been the most uh, impressive player. The reason I think he's on Heroics radar and I, any of our radars whatsoever is because he has been cutting his own frag movies and putting them on Reddit and has garnered somewhat of a cult following on Reddit because he seems like a very nice guy and he's very engaged with the community. Uh, That sort of sentiment was echoed by, I think it was Blame F, who said, look, he's probably the greatest player you could ever have on the team. But obviously, his rating of 0.93 when he, uh, as of this moment, is not enough for that team. Strangely, I guess... Maybe they don't contribute any of of the success to NATO Sapphics, but the Heroic are actually ranked 12th right now and that is their highest ever ranking in the history of that org. So that's interesting. Now, what we should also mention is that uh, other places NATO Sapphics might go um, are slightly limited at this point. In fact, one of the places ex-Heroic players have sometimes gone have been ending up with uh, uh, MSL. Now, MSL... I guess we have a little bit of a, uh, a bit, bit of news about him that I didn't cover. Those guys replaced Refresh with the, the player, Conf, uh, not Config, uh, Cajun B. Um, and they are still looking for an Orc. They're currently rated number 20th and apparently they only have three players under contract to Optic. So whoever wants to buy them is probably in a bit of a good deal now because I think Refresh was under contract to Optic and Cajun was a free agent. Cajun B, as I said on my Twitter, seems to just somehow find a (laughs) team relentlessly. He must be uh, a good enough player or a good enough bloke that everyone kind of wants to play with him, despite uh, seemingly being a couple years out from his peak. Uh, So I don't know whether Nato has a future in a Danish team at this point in time. He's obviously a pretty well-liked figure in the community and perhaps... Perhaps, I don't know, perhaps he needs to go a step down, a tier down for a little bit, get a bit more experience. Thing is, though, he's 24, no, 23, so that's not exactly a spring chick. Um, hopefully, this is not the, um, the last chance for this guy. Now, Luminosity have benched Henny, or Hen1. He is the twin of Lucas1, who was plucked from Luminosity recently to play with MIBR. I think a lot of people would have expected that he f- would have followed in uh, Lucas 1's footsteps regardless. Um, so that's a bit weird. But this announcement didn't come as a surprise to many people because only a few days ago, Luminosity had been to- uh, talking about signing uh, Philippe Skulls Medeiros. Actually, I, th- I have never heard of this guy and I didn't know the team he was in. Apparently it's called W7M. But anyway, Henny's Henny's not the worst t- uh, player in that team, so I don't know exactly why they're getting rid of him. It could have been that since his uh, cuz, cuz brother left the team, his motivation or concentration or whatever it is has gone down. I think in some way it might be better to get him alongside his brother on MIBR as opposed to KNG. And although it's uh, you know, it's we've got it on good authority that KNG will definitely be joining MIBR. Stranger things have happened with old mate Giuseppe Vito. And I don't know if I'd be be surprised if we didn't see Henny ending up on MIBR as well. Moving right along, uh, kind of ironic that last episode I was talking about the absolute crime against humanity that was Pasha Biceps sitting on the bench because he has now been picked up by a go. He's on trial with two other players, uh, Patrick Sidney Korab and Adrian Sign Leżinski. I don't know those guys, but apparently they were on the teams Pride and Pact. So there's three players trying out, and they are joining existing players, Furlan and Gruby. Now, this is obviously very exciting news if you're a Pasha Biceps fan, and if you're not a Pasha Biceps fan, I assume you either have no uh, heart or you just, for some reason, don't know who he is. AGO to not have any upcoming matches on HLT, but they do have MDL coming up September 2nd. And then there's a tournament which I'd never heard of before, but it's called Games Clash Masters. It's 2019. It's coming up on September 20th. It's actually quite a large uh, amount of good teams there. They have Furia, Big, Avangar, Sprout, Aristocracy uh, amongst a couple of teams I don't know. But it's for $100,000. So that'll be really fun because not only will we see Pasha coming up um, playing for A Go for the first time, but also he's going to be playing against Taz on Aristocracy. That'll be juicy. Uh, it'll be the first. It'll be the first. Um, no, that's that's not true. Scratch that. I'm going to uh, delete that on the podcast later, or perhaps I won't because I'm a human being. Uh, now, one thing we should note about A Go as well, or AGO, was that their last noteworthy noteworthy match was against the New Vertus Pro lineup. That was in the Polish Esports Spring Final, I think about two or three weeks ago, and they got thrashed by Pro. and that, I believe, is probably one of the reasons why they've just decided to let go three of their players and uh, take a swing on some new blood or some old blood in terms of Pasha. He's 31 years old right now, doing it for the 30-year-olds. Ago was most recently ranked at 67, uh, and as I said... Regardless of whether Pasha Biceps brings up the um, ranking on any of the teams he's involved in, these guys are going to sell some merch, for sure. And that's never a bad thing. Next up in the roster news, we have a bit of stuff about Sweden once more. Ancient, those guys are trialling Modi. They lost Plopski in June uh, to NIP and then brought in Grux as a bit of a replacement. Grux had been on the team before. uh, Obviously, wasn't exactly what they were after because he only played two events with them. And they've decided to pick up Moddy. Moddy's been sitting on the bench twiddling his thumbules for about seven months now. And maybe he'll be what Ancient needs. Although I don't really see why he would reinvigorate this uh, team at all. Ancient are currently ranked 33. And they didn't make the um, European minor. But it's nice to see them sticking uh, together. It also appears that Schneider will not be coming back anytime soon. Not only to this team, but CSGO in general. I had it through a little source on my Twitter account, um, and you know, I, you know I can't really verify whether or not it's true, but it doesn't seem like he um, sees that there's more chances for him or something or other. I don't actually know, but uh, it doesn't seem like we're going to see him for a while again, which is a real shame. Now, Red Canids have signed FNX. If you're a big uh, Lincoln FNX fan, he has been out for a while too. But he's been signed by this team called Red Canyons. I'd never heard of these guys until HLTV reported this. And FNX has really sort of been off the radar since he got kicked out of Nautiam Kono uh, when they went out of the minors in the face at Major 2018 to EU United. But he's a handsome fella and he's a two-time Major winner, despite the uh, motivation issues that Coldzera recently blasted him for. He said in a statement, I decided to return because this is what I'd love and what i do best. I prob- I suspect that probably this was just him getting an offer and taking it. But anyway, he joins players Nithin, Pesadalo, Lato, and Knack. Knack I have heard of before. Who knows whether those guys will do anything. They're currently ranked 153, so they've got a large climb ahead of them. And finally, some news that is news, but kind of not really news, but... It will be news. Erkast is going to leave Greyhound after the major, apparently, because Greyhound couldn't get a visa for him. Turns out he's actually been in the country for four years on a student visa. That country, of course, is Australia, if you haven't been keeping count. Uh, now, this is disappointing for Greyhound fans, but also as an Australian, because it was pretty widely reported recently that uh, esports in Australia were getting more viewers than netball uh, and volleyball both of them fairly well-established uh, sports in Australia, with what I assumed was a fairly large and stable viewership. Obviously, not esports has now taken it over, and yet I don't think we have the same kind of recognition, uh, and especially for the value that we bring our country. Uh, our country, yeah, I guess our country. We don't have the same recognition for the value that Australian teams bring to Australia when they win in international tournaments. Now, I think this is part of the problem with esports, that orgs are competing internationally against international teams that are identified as having a certain nationality, but they're not really tied to nationalities. And I think even though Greyhound kind of trades off being an Aussie team, they haven't really embraced it in the same way we see uh, MIBR, obviously, for instance, or perhaps even C9 or Liquid, where players are often wearing, uh, you know... um, american flag bandanas or uh, flags over their shoulders at tournaments or even the the colors of the jerseys reflect the countries that people are from i think if greyhound were to do this in the future and really own the idea that they are australia's team they might have a better chance at uh, procuring things like visas for what you would assume are I don't know, talents that are valuable to have on our shores. Now, it did come out recently as well that there is a new visa that is being ushered in next year for a similar type of thing. I think they've got about 5000 that they're going to give out for, I think it's kind of similar to the E3 visa uh, or maybe the O1, I forget the American visa, but it's an extraordinary talent visa and you basically have to prove that you are an individual of unique talent and of incredible value to the country in which you are trying to get a visa. So perhaps next year we will see the return of Urkast, but in the meantime, uh, there's some rumors that he is going to create an all-Mongolian team with some of the players uh, from Mazalai. I'd never heard of that Mongolian team, but apparently these guys are the best. Now, who would Greyhound get in to replace Urkast? I think probably knowing the scene as well as I do, which is not very well. Uh, They're probably going to try and poach someone young from order or Chiefs. Uh, I'd put my money on someone like Texter or Alistair. Greyhound don't really seem to be a team too worried about um, having any old guys in there. Part of their vibe is that they're young and youthful, and I think that might be the better bet for them anyway. A couple of the older guys... Uh, on teams like Chiefs uh, and Order like um, Imagine or Tux have been around for a little while and not really achieved too much but in Tux's case as well of course he can't play the Valve just because of an old VAC ban so I would put my money on something like that it's a shame because he's a he seems like a lovely guy he's funny on the social media and Greyhound of course are going from strength to strength playing at the Major but hopefully with nothing to lose he's going to do some real damage with these guys And they will upset crazy and make my pickings look absolutely ridiculous or more ridiculous than they already are with NRG going 0-3. Now, finally, uh, on the news, Big, I reported that uh, Gobby was leaving the lineup as an IGL I thought he was going to be joining as a coach. I didn't read the fine print in all the news articles because apparently he's actually going to a managerial position. And the coach of God, of, God be, of Big is actually going to be Toby. <laughs> so I guess just a different version of Gobby. But Toby was the coach for Sprout, and he left Sprout in the lurch a little bit. Uh came as a bit of a surprise to Merbit, the Sprout's IGL who said that their recent success was due partly to him. I didn't see Sprout as having a huge amount of success recently, but those guys did go deep at Shawa and the Copenhagen Games recently. So that's interesting. Uh, I don't know why Godby would just be a manager at this point. Surely they'd want him as an analyst of some sort, but perhaps he'll be an analytical manager or... Um, uh, yeah, be, be pulling strings in some other sort of mastermindy way. Now, the final news I had down for the roster changes was that Cold Zero is on steroids. <laughs> I didn't actually put any uh, backup stuff for this, um, so I'm just going to riff on it. But basically, Don Hassey reported on his Twitter uh, that Cold Zero is on some anabolic steroids. And if you want to know what they are, you can go to Don Hassey's Twitter because he captured them from the stream in which cold zero was talking about them now there's two of them and they sort of seem to be some sort of testosterone supplements i've been assured by listener Louie that these are fairly normal from uh for people to take in the u.s and indeed australia i think uh and Semphis weighed in on the issue as well saying that this is a fairly common routine for beginner bodybuilders it, this just seems insane to me uh I don't understand why you would be messing with your hormones, especially when so much of what you do requires on requires I don't know that kind of a stability physically uh, and mentally. Um, especially as how old is Cold Zero? What is he? 23, 24? The guy's still growing. I'm actually going to Google that. I don't know why. I don't know how cold how old Cold Zero is. Um, but you would imagine that um, if you're still growing and your neurons are still refreshing themselves and your cells are still refreshing themselves, then why are you... Um, he's 24 years old. Why are you, why are you adding to it? The guy, it's not like the guy looks... The guy doesn't look like he's got a deficit of testosterone. His face is hairier than the entirety of my chest. He probably says more about me than him. Uh, anyway, that's kind of weird. Not really news, but I thought it was kind of strange. Um, if anyone is a steroid uh, expert, weigh in. Send us a message and uh, perhaps allay my fears or alarm me further about the state of Cold Zero. It was also suggested, actually, that um, these sorts of steroids can, in fact, create a bit of mood, moodiness and mood swings. And that perhaps is why Cold Zero has been acting out a little lately. Uh, I mean, I don't know whether that's the case or not. I think his interview where he, um, you know, was pretty honest was down to the fact that he was drinking and was trying to impress a pretty girl. But hey... What do I know? Nothing. Um, Now, speaking of pretty girls, that's kind of all the news we have uh, in terms of CSGO. But I was having a little bit of a a complaining um, whinge today to a friend of mine. This is about girls, actually. On my Twitter, I uh, follow... I've just followed a bunch of people back who I don't know... Um, either because they've commented or liked something and they're involved in CSGO or whatever. So I actually have quite a few young dudes, like 18, 19. Um, And one of the weird things about Twitter is that you see what people like. And I often see on my feed that these people have liked a photo of some girl and, and there's always a pattern with these girls. They're standing in the mirror and they're taking a photo of themselves You can't see me, but I'm actually kind of doing it now so I can describe it. They're taking a photo of themselves with their ass in the air, standing on their tippy toes to show off, I guess, how thick their booty is. And they're wearing their underpants or lingerie or some sort of thing that they've bought from some cosplay (laughs) website. Um, And their face is caked in makeup. And when you go to their description or something... They're some sort of gamer. There's something that they've... Somehow they're involved in games. They're a streamer or they're an Overwatch fan or, I don't know, somehow they're playing games and they've marked themselves out as a gamer. And yet the vast majority of their uh, content, um, well, if it isn't a photo of themselves showing off their um, bottom, it's a really existential, nihilistic... Uh, tweet um, generally talking about how they're interested in self-harm or, uh, I don't know, they're interested in uh, just pizza. Uh, The kind of dead ends, right? Now, the reason I'm mentioning this is because it kind of really makes me sad to see this. And I guess either I'm I'm mentioning on this podcast, you might be... um, you might be commiserating with me at this point if your twitter feed is also filled up with this or you might actually be going oh yeah that's me i do that all the time now here now there's nothing wrong with it obviously but here's what i think uh, this is this is where my my soul hurt comes from like these guys i i i've looked on their profiles as well they're obviously guys that i followed at some point they're just like in a young In fact, some of them, I guess, aren't that young. Some of them are late 20s or early 30s. But they're obviously willing to show their approval for a young woman who is expressing something. I don't know what it is. It's more complex, and I really have the knowledge to dissect on this podcast right now. But it's definitely trading off some sort of sexuality. Uh, And there's an approval in the liking of that guy for that woman's sexuality. What I see, though, as the sad thing is that there's a young man who appreciates a young woman and the two of them are not meeting up at all. One of them is on a phone or a computer uh, and liking something or clicking something and the other one is at their, in their bedroom alone taking photos of themselves. I just sometimes feel like you're both young. You both want sex, obviously, or want to be appreciated. I wish you were just all out there doing it instead of sitting at home or on your phone communicating in this very weird way. Obviously, this woman, I mean, I assume this woman wants some sort of validation or attention. And there's so many guys willing to give it to them. And yet, for some reason, it's not enough... Well, for the ones that have girlfriends, it's obviously not enough for them to... They're not getting enough in real life. Uh, Well, I mean, look, I don't actually know whether that's the case or not. Probably some of them are just doing it for the money or whatever followers, whatever benefits having followers on Twitch gives them or whatever. Either way, bottom line is it's a real shame. And I think it correlates with a lot of the immaturity that I and my friends have noticed on dating apps for the last few years. Not that I've been on dating apps for the last few years, but, you know, since they sort of came out into the mainstream, I think I was, I had Tinder maybe 2013 or 12 or something. And every story that I hear from the girls in my house, uh, from girls I know, from guys I know, everybody's got at least one story, at least one, if not like 10 of going on a date with someone who really didn't have any idea of how to speak to the opposite sex or how to be with the opposite sex. And I'm I'm not hanging out with 21 year olds. Or, or if I am, they're telling me stories of people much older than them who didn't have a clue as well. So I'm talking about people who are in their 30s generally or late 20s who are going on dates with people who have no idea and are operating at like the level that you should really kind of get over by the time you're you're leaving high school. So this is what i see as well that this and maybe this is a complete fabrication but i guess if you're one of these people who likes these women and give them and give them validation on twitter and stuff and you're fine with it fine. But if you are listen to what i'm going to say and maybe it's true. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Are you spending your energy and time, in any way, shape, or form, liking these digital photos of these people, when you could actually be in real life learning uh, how to relate to the opposite sex? And like, it takes you—it takes a long time, right? Especially in if you grew up like me in an all-boys school, um, very highly Catholic. you kind of have to do a lot of legwork around your regular life and when you leave school too to get used to even looking at the opposite sex because they're they're just not normal in your everyday life, which is obviously an absolute shame. But uh, it takes a long time uh, for some people to really get used to it. And also, and I'm speaking from experience here, it takes quite a while and a lot of interactions, a lot of dates to really work out um, what your worth is, uh, what you can bring to the table um, in a relationship or in a, in a meeting where you both want something from someone, from the other person, perhaps. Uh, and it also kind of takes a while to work out what you really want. And you can spend a lot of time and a lot of... Uh, you can go on a lot of dates or whatever and have a lot of interactions before you know what that is. And unfortunately, if you leave it too late... You get to the point where you are let's say you're in your 30s and you're either going on dates with people who are also as clueless as you which is like the blind leading the blind it's like two people who don't know how to steer a ship running around on the deck in a storm or it's or you're going to be you're going to be finding a lot of people just do not really want to have anything to do with you because (laughs) people don't want to date teenagers anymore when you're in your 30s right so just have a think about it. Next time you are scrolling through someone's Twitter or someone's, I don't know, butt in lingerie crops up on your Twitter, like it, whatever. If you want to be noticed or if it makes you feel good to like it, like it. But think about the time that you've just spent scrolling on that phone that could be out spent getting out there and actually giving people real validation, working out what it is that you want um and going after it all right and that's it for <laughs> this podcast it didn't i didn't really mean for it to turn into some sort of um harangue but there you go you can uh, get in touch the truth of the truth CSGO.com. you can follow me on twitter at the truth get on the discord that's on there as well and we now have a patreon account patreon.com slash the i'm gonna be on the discord for parts of the major when um they're not sort of at 2 a.m and i'm gonna keep up my flatmates. So if you want to have a chat during some of the games, log in there and uh, perhaps I'll be on there with the mic hot. Alright, in the meantime, enjoy the game.